Hello, my name is Eric Normand, and these are my thoughts on functional programming. I was in a Slack discussion yesterday with someone who was asking for advice uh, in a closure script app for how to make make it like a process for ensuring that your code will last longer, that it'll be more reusable and you'll have to change it less often. And the I, I think the real trick to all of that is always think about the data as being forever. Okay? So one thing that we often do when we're programming is we want things to be a little bit more concrete. We, we worry about getting too abstract, which happens. It's true. We, like, we get abstract, but I think also we get too concrete. And so we say, well, this feature is, says, the story says that on this one view, on this one page, I should be able to change my name as a user, right? And so then what happens is we create an API that's like, I don't want to be like, what is a name change really? I just want to make a thing that's for this feature. And so you make an API endpoint or an event or however your system does that, a command that is called something like profile page change name right or update profile right and the problem with that is that you're putting you're putting as primary the thing that is the most ephemeral the primary thing is the data the primary thing is capturing that intent of the user because once you store that in theory with records with data it's supposed to be a fact about an event you're going to store that forever and what's going to change is probably the UI the app is going to change and so to tie it to the UI first to say this is the update profile API endpoint you have you have put the cart before the horse, basically. Now, when I mentioned this, the person I was talking to said, well, so what you're saying is you need to do top-down programming. And, I mean, I know what he means is that I'm thinking more about the, the sort of higher-level concerns of the app more than I'm thinking about the individual features. But I actually think that that... What I was doing is the bottom-up approach, which is to go down to the most smallest units of actions that the user can take. And so that's like down at the bottom. That's the bottom that I'm talking about. Uh, so the unit of action is, or the unit of data, let's start there, because that's where you should start, is the person's name. And so as a as software is all theory building so you're building a theory of the world of this domain that you are programming for 
And that domain is going to include a model of people, maybe, you know, if, it's a, if it has people involved. And it's going to say that people have names and that those names can maybe, maybe it's not they change, but you can correct a name because maybe you got it wrong the first time you entered it. So you're building this theory of what the world, what's in the world, of how the world works. And you, so down at the bottom you say, well, that's it. A person has a name and um, a person can correct their record of their name. And they can also, you know, maybe you model that they can change their name, like legal name change, something like that. That's another, that might be another operation. So that is the bottom up. And I think what one thing that's that's happened in the industry is we've um, done this agile process, you know, quote agile like like it's a prescriptive process. And we have this notion of you write down a user story and then you spike a solution. And when you spike you're hitting all levels from the UI all the way down to, let's say, the database, you know, through everything that needs to happen. And you're getting that one feature done in, you know, in theory, the simplest way possible. That's like the extreme programming way. And what, so Clojure is actually a little bit opposed to this. But this is not bottom up. This is this idea of of attacking something and spiking is cognizant of it being kind of a sideways. It's not bottom up. You're hitting everything from the top down. And agile the difference is that in the agile you know, I'm not saying agile in the good way. I'm saying agile in the way it's it's practiced in a lot of places. If you start talking about design at all, then you have, um, you're doing top down, right? And I, I, I think that the closure world is cognizant of the fact that design happens at all levels, that it's all about, it's all about making decisions and you have to make decisions. And so you'd rather make good decisions rather than bad decisions. And that's what that's what okay so the problem is we often will work in this middle ground we're not even doing top or bottom top down would be the idea of trying to design the whole thing first and then working on the individual pieces that fit into that thing bottom up is working on the individual pieces and then putting them together into a solution that's the one I think is is the best because those pieces, uh, if you're wrong on any of those pieces, it's a very uh, cheap mistake to be wrong there uh, because it's a small piece, right? So you might be wrong, but ah, we'll just throw that away. It was only five lines of code. Whereas if you design the whole thing and you find out you're wrong, it's like the whole thing's not going to work or it's going to require a lot of fixing and you know duct tape to get it working. Um, then you've, uh, you've, you have to, it's, it's costly. You you have to scrap the whole thing, start over, um, rework a lot of stuff. 
Okay, but then what we do, though, is we start in the middle, which is neither top-down nor bottom-up, and we kind of ex- we exist in this land where, where nothing is really designed. We try, to, we try to couple things together that we don't really know if they go together yet, but they kind of feel like they do for this one feature, and... We haven't designed it from the top down, so we don't really have a big picture of where things are going. But we haven't gone to the bottom up. We don't have these little pieces, so we, we kind of make these things at the middle level. And that is... That is... Um, I guess it's better than top down, because their mistakes are less expensive. But it's not as useful as bottom up. But we often talk about it as being bottom up. We don't actually hit bottom. Hitting What does hitting bottom look like? That is where the pieces you have are truly atomic. They are truly something that you could consider timeless. Now, you might be wrong about it being timeless, but it's at least potentially timeless. So, like, a person has a name that's been, uh, that's been true for a long time, and that the the idea that someone's name got entered wrong is and so you have to correct it that correction operation that's also been true for a long time so it's probably going to be true in the future right we can't it's hard to imagine a world where we enter in data correctly the first time and people can change their names and that's even like external to our system it's just like a legal thing and so we should uh, allow that too you know, there's all these things that are, they're, they're pretty guaranteed to be timeless. Um, but that UI, those things don't last very long. You want to isolate your UI from your timeless data. And that's one of the, that's one of the things that functional programming gets us to think about. Sorry, there we go. It's what functional programming gets us to think about is this data so you know you have good data if you can interpret it in multiple ways in the future. So someone's first name or their name can be used in multiple ways. One way is to use it as a greeting. So you say, hey Joe, hey Mary. You could also use their name to look up their phone number in a phone book or some other directory. And that I know that sounds so trivial, right? Because we do those kinds of things all the time. But this is the kind of thing that you're looking for in data that is not so clear. So then someone's name is actually not a great example because uh, it's kind of it's kind of well known that people have names, right? But when you're making a theory of your domain, you have to find stuff like that. What is the data and what are the operations on that data? And that is what will make your code last, is organizing it around that. Because that's the stuff that's going to stick around, the data. It's not going away. You don't want it to go away. All right. Uh, please, uh, if you like this kind of discussion, subscribe. And I will see you later. Bye.